Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Tell your chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Udemy is the largest and most accessible online learning marketplace with the most courses, teachers, and opportunities for students everywhere around the globe. Udemy has over 65,000 courses from coding to comic book art available anywhere on their website and app. One thing I love about podcasting and about listening to podcasts is the learning experience. To be able to open my ideas up to others and to listen to new ideas in a space that a decade ago wouldn't have been available to me. And you guys know that. I have a lot of podcasts that I host and I'm a guest on so I enjoy what that podcast community can give back to me and what I can give back to them. That reminds me of another great learning tool I found the other day called Udemy. With over 65,000 courses, Udemy is the largest space for online learning. As I said before, they have courses on comic book art. Look, as the producer for Collider Heroes, I got to be on top of comic book stuff. I took a course for Udemy, gave me a whole new perspective on comic book art. It was really incredible. And Udemy has something for everyone. Whether I'm at home, at the desk, on the computer, or using their app on my phone, Udemy gives me access to new knowledge wherever I am. You guys need to check out Udemy. They've helped students all over the world improve their skills, their careers, and their lives. And they've helped me set up this exclusive offer for my listeners only. Go to ude.my slash collider right now. That's ude.my slash collider right now and get 90% off when you sign up for classes. You will not find a better price. So sign up for classes now using my link, ude.my slash collider, and get access to life-changing classes for 90% off. And make sure you download their app for your phone so you can stream your studies wherever you are. That's ude.my slash collider, ude.my slash collider. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How.
General States pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Mark Sidious, I have uh, some Star Wars Episode Nine casting, and immediately following was this big uh, online thread of who they could be. First mm-hmm. off, Dominic Monaghan and Matt Smith, Doctor Who, have been cast in Episode Nine, But we don't know as what? Obviously. We don't know okay. who it is yet. But everybody is already saying that obviously these are two of the Knights of Ren coming in. What do you think of that? Um it makes sense, I guess. I guess it does. You know, and like, look, Dominic Moynihan was on one-on-one with Harloff. Yep. And when he was on there, he talked a lot about how him and Harloff, um, him and JJ, uh, mm-hmm. Moynihan and JJ Abrams are, are, are good pals. They're close. From their time in Lost and stuff like that. And that, you know, they were talking about trying to figure out a way to get him into the Star Wars franchise. And I guess they figured it out. They figured it out. He's in there. They they say nothing about his role. And then uh, early this morning, as far as this taping is concerned, Matt Smith has been cast as well. And immediately it's like, see, these are two of the Knights of Ren. Now, we're jumping to conclusions already, yeah. Internet. Yeah. You know, I, I would know. I would say give it some time. Uh, my takeaway from this, uh, old dark lord of the Sith, yeah. uh, is that uh, the fans are very much craving the, the Knights of Ren. It was the first thing I saw. I yeah. mean, people are t- they're tagging me. They're t- they're connecting him to Snoke. They're connecting him to Adam Driver's Kylo Ren. So you know, I mean, I'm hoping. Okay, maybe so the, that the Knights of Ren. So then, all right. So then, following traditional storytelling technique. I love this. Not uh, right off the bat in the cold open, we're getting traditional story techniques. So not it. that not that Disney has implored a lot of it. Let's just be clear. But but following <laughs> and traditional our first dig in yeah, the, the yeah, opening. Yeah. Following <laughs> traditional logic. Are you saying that um, now that Kylo Ren is the Supreme Lord Commander or whatever it is that Supreme they call leader, him? Yeah. Supreme Leader, yeah. Supreme Leader. Right. The Supreme Lord Commander is in the, 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 the Knights of the Black Watch or the – Sure. Yeah. We're crossing over to Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. We, you right. know. <laughs> he is the Supreme Commander there, right? Lords of the Knights Watch or whatever. The Knights Watch, But yes. anyway, so you're saying now that uh, Kylo Ren, right, is the Supreme Leader. Sure. Right? That he kind of gets to call his shots, right? Could be. Throws out his whole rule of two thing, right, where we get our namesake, right? The Master and the Apprentice. Sure, but there's been no mention of right. Sith. Right, right. In, but in opens this it new up, trilogy. opens it up to his boys, right? The Knights of Ren. Could be. And says, hey, lads, you know, the party's just getting started. Why don't you come over to my, you know, um, monster ship? What's right. The, what's the ship called? The Goliath? What is it that it's called again? Uh, what's it? The debit? No, not the debit. It's so funny. Like there was somebody on on Twitter says that they scream uh, when they're listening to us talk because we don't know basic canon. I guess the name of that ship would be considered basic canon. What the, it? the Devastator? I know basic canon <laughs> sometimes, but uh, is it the Devastator? What's the name of that ship? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna find supremacy. The supremacy. It, it just came to me. The supremacy. Yeah. 
is the uh, is Snoke's ship. So you're saying Kylo invites his boys, his former Knights of Renners, to come and hang out in the Supremacy? Or do you think it's some kind of flashback that shows you how the Knights of Ren got started? Because, look, they got a lot of story to make up. I mean, you can't just... I, it, listen, J.J. Abrams started these threads, yeah. right? Yeah. He's coming. Ryan Johnson did what he did, but J.J. Abrams started these threads of the Knights of Ren, of, Sno- of who Snoke is, of Daisy Ridley being whoever and connected to someone, and Luke being on an island for an unknown reason. Yeah, but he's going to link it up, though. I think he's going to. Because I like got, look, he's got a he's got to tie some loose ends there. At least Dominic, Knights of Ren, especially Moynihan, makes sense, right? That he's also like a Renner, even though he's like five foot four. Right, but, but but then again, Han Solo was five foot five in Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, before he ate his uh, spinach and, and grew. And look, and sorry if I'm coming out the bat a little bit, okay, a little bit Sithy to 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 start this whole thing yeah, off. But we got to stick to the namesake at least. Is isn't one uh, signature of these new films that all the secondary characters are famous for saying three lines? I mean, in some of these secondary characters, like like like. Who? Like, um, um, like my man Max von Sydow. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Santeca. Uh, yeah. Like um, getting to make this right. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on, right? Like you have characters that come in, you know, that 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 people like us at this time get mm. excited about the casting, mm. come up with all these theories about uh, about what they do, and then like the movie rolls, and there's so much story to get through, I guess, that they usually get. A line or two lines or whatever, but they yeah. don't really get fleshed out. They don't, you know. And so uh, Monahan's part, I, I, it doesn't say much about his part. Uh, the thing about Matt Smith's part, uh, the report from Variety did say key role. So, oh, for Matt Smith, for Matt Smith. So, right, but didn't like, uh, didn't it also say key role for my man from uh, from the uh, Benicio? No, 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 from the uh, HBO show, uh, the. Um, God, what's his name? The guy who shows up uh, that that Maz Kanata sends you to in, in Canto. Oh, Justin by. Thoreau. Yeah, Thoreau. Like Thoreau I, was I, a big I, casting announcement. He, I don't know. He got a smile. He didn't even get a line. He 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 was an extra. Let's call it what it was. <laughs> right, right. He was an extra in the back. Right. So okay. So the real question is: Is um, this announcement of Moynihan and Matt, whatever his name Smith, is, yeah. Smith, are these two? Extra announcements, like the, yeah, they just ca- they just happened. Right. So no, no, no. So I'm saying that they cast extras, or did they cast actual oh, characters right. in the movie? Did they cast? That's I'm going real... with characters. I'm. They'll okay. have probably. A, if if I'm I, saying just 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 to be safe on the math, at least one of them will be an extra. Yeah, I think it's. I think I'm looking at Monahan is <laughs> is getting a little uh, action from his friend J.J. Abrams. Will will appear in a, uh, maybe a scene or two. Yeah. And Matt Smith, I trust Justin Kroll uh, over at Variety. He's he's. Bang on with his casting. When he says key role, I trust that. Yeah, so, I trust that too. But Moynihan's a good actor. I love to see. He's a great actor. Yeah. I love him in Lost. We will see. But you know what, Fernandez? This this show. This is, is not, not what we're here this for. This is not what we're here for. This is not what so, we're here for. Why don't we get into what we're here for? Welcome to episode six of Rule of Two. This is your official Star Wars podcast on the Jedi Council Podcast One feed. I am your host, Mark Riley. Mark Yodi Riley, but known here as Darth Rylus. And I'm joined, as always, by my dark master, 
Mark Sidious, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Again, our canon doesn't necessarily have us as a, in a master apprentice relationship. Right. Right. We're most like two. You know, we're more like two outlaws that decided to take on the Sith code for ourselves and have sure. it be the rule of two, almost like the rule of two buddies. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, but look, uh, today we talk about your namesake. Yeah, Darth, Darth Nihilus, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus. Um, and today we go down a very, very exciting episode for me because um, – This is I, your bread and butter. This is my bread and butter. This is, you yeah. Know, when, when I go back and I think of my earliest memories of video games, mm-hmm. my earliest, earliest, earliest – you know, just not to bury the lead here, right, because we're doing the top ten Star Wars video games of all time. That's right. Okay? We sure are. And, I, you know, I want everybody to know that we take this very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't just a random list. No. I played every single one of these games this weekend. Okay. You were on it. Yeah, we yeah. were texting and, and yeah. coming up with this list. Late into the fantastic. night, I played every yep. single one of these games this weekend. I was surprised to see that some of the games on this list still have an active uh, community around them. Where, where you can, Some of these games are multiplayer. You can still yeah. find multiplayer games for a lot of these games, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Um, we're going deep, deep, deep into the top 10 Star Wars video games ever made. That's right. I love this because, uh, Fernandez, when I met you, you know, you were a big gamer, big video game fan. I've never found myself to call myself a, a gamer, but I do play certain video games. So this one's right up my alley because whenever they would announce a video game, no matter what it was, yeah. on whatever platform, I would have to go buy the platform in question right. just to get the game. Sure. Because I was such a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Now, and I missed a lot of these, actually. You know, you threw some at me that I was like, oh, yeah, I missed that one. I missed yeah. that one. But when the dust settled, well, I missed two. Yeah. Not you know, bad. And, and like, just to throw a little bit of context into where this journey started, um, and it's my earliest video game memories, you know, and if I think about it back now, what's my earliest, earliest, earliest video game memory? Mm-hmm. It's probably playing the Atari 2600. Mine too. In 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 Caracas, uh, Venezuela, where I lived nice. when I was a, when I was a very young child, and playing Combat. And you probably remember that game on the twenty six hundred. It was the game that came with the twenty six hundred. It was called Combat. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It, yeah. It basically, I remember Pong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually never played Pong. Yeah, that was the one I just. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty so, simple. So, so Combat was similar in a way, but it was basically like, like. Forty or fifty different variations of of multiplayer combat. You know, mm. I mean, you know, that's what it was. And then, of course, Pac Man and stuff like that. Yeah. But when I got to America, I was introduced to this concept of the arcade. Yeah. You know, um, that's and, me. Yeah. And and like and going to the arcades and like you know uh, begging your mom for a few quarters so that yep. you can play for a few minutes. Um, and then that's where the real journey, I think, for me started into Star Wars games specifically. And, and I don't want to give away. I think everybody probably knows out there what game we're talking about when you talk about that old school. Yeah. But look, let's 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 jump in. Let's and, go right to it, and let's jump to the honorable mentions because there's there's so many great Star Wars games. That, you know, somebody tweeted at me it'd be easier to make a top ten list of of bad Star Wars games. Right. And I actually really, really disagree with that. Um, I did too. I, I didn't know you. Yeah, because I feel like you know, most of these games that we came up with, like there's something in all of them to really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and and also forget even just enjoyment because there is that, but there's also revolutionary, uh, key, like uh, a landmark moments in mm-hmm. a lot of these video games. Like people forget LucasArts is as important to the gaming industry. 
as companies like Sierra, yeah, you know, as companies like, you know, I'd say, you know, to some degree even Activision, you know, mm-hmm. um, like LucasArts was a revolutionary gaming publisher, yeah, um, and they had an incredible amounts of games, and they pushed the envelope. Yeah, I mean, did. there's a game on this list that you can make an argument for. Or there's a few games on this list you can make arguments for. They are the very first of a genre. Yeah. You know, so, look, this is going to be a really nerdy list. We're going deep, deep, deep into this. We're going deep. Let's kick off with honorable mentions in no particular order. In no particular order. Here are honorable mentions. Number one, no particular order, <laughs> Empire at War. Okay, so Empire at War. Yes. Uh, no, I, I actually want you to start since I never played Empire at War. Okay, so which is understandable. Empire at War was a game that I think um, it's an RTS game, right? It's a real time strategy game. Okay, and uh, it's that I, might be why I didn't play. I yeah. never got into the strategy games. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. pretty simple in my gaming. I need something like just give me some buttons and I'm gonna shoot and cut people's heads off with lightsabers. Yeah, look, and it's not an easy game to play either. It's actually yeah. quite difficult. Um, and um, there's there's a big there, there's quite a big learning curve to get into this game. Um, and basically the game is that, you know, you take uh, control of either an imperial fleet or a rebel fleet. Okay. And you have to literally start conquering planets. Um, and then so there's like two layers of the game. There's like this sort of space level game um, or, or there's this macro game where you're strategizing where you're moving your troops to. And then there's like a space battle version of the game. And then there's like a land battle version of the game. You can use heroes like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and stuff like nice. that, which is great. But you also have like, you know, massive um, troops, you know, like stormtroopers and or, or, or like rebel forces and, you know, AT-ATs and like all all the toys, all the things Star Wars are here. and You can command them from a macro level. Yeah. And as far as an RTS game goes, it's not StarCraft. It's not Warcraft 3. It's not, you know, even Rome Total War or their Total War series. So it doesn't quite reach those heights. Okay. But as a Star Wars RTS game, it's the best one. It's the only one that we've really gotten, even though there there was another one called Battle Commander or something like that. Mm -hmm. But Empire at War was definitely a lot better. The cool thing about Empire at War is that you can still go, go on Steam. Buy it, download it, play it. It's not very expensive, and it's still some fun. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of mods for it. Yeah, there's a lot of community mods for it. Um, that, that especially mods that focus on the prequels. Um, right. And uh, so, look, I recommend the game. It's not a top ten game, but it's a solid Star Wars game. Solid Star Wars game. Okay, I'm looking at images uh, from the internet. It, it's it's recognizable to me, but again, I don't think I ever played it. And that was it on PC. PC. Yeah. Got it. All right. Yeah. So there. There's one of the honorable mentions with Empire at War. We're going to move on to one of my favorites, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Now, yeah. I love this one in particular because of, A, the story, yeah. but something that Lucasfilm did that I found amazing as a Star Wars fan. They released a video game. They released a book. They released comic books. They a full released novel? Toys. Yep. It, the novel introduced Prince Shizor. And all based on Dash? It was uh, Dash, but it was also – the book was – has Dash Rendar in it, but it is mostly about the criminal underground of Black Sun and Prince Shizor where Leia had some dealings with him. He had these pheromones that he would exude uh, that would cause Leia to be attracted to him, but she 
was obviously in love with Han Solo. Mm. They're they're on a mission. Sounds yeah. scandalous. Yes, it bit. was very scandalous. Yeah, we learned where she got her bounty hunter Boosh disguise. Ooh, we learned. Weird. We learned. Uh, Bounty hunter Boosh. Boosh. Oh, 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 oh. Remember in yeah, yeah. the Jedi when when Leia shows right, up. Right, 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 right. Holding right. a thermal detonator. Right, right, right. It gives you the backstory of how she got the costume. Gives you the backstory yeah, yeah, yeah. on the on the costume. Yeah. Uh, brought up a lot of intrigue. The a criminal underworld, which I hella enjoyed. Haven't used hella in my life in a long time. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, and the the comics were fantastic. Yeah. And again, it was Luke learning some. Doing some more work on his Jedi training. Yeah, uh, Chewie had to go under dis- uh, in disguise as a, as a Wookiee bounty hunter, so he had this weird flat top. Yeah. that he was doing. But I thought that was a fascinating tie-in because then you get the video game, and the video game starts with Dash Render being on the Battle of Hoth yeah. and escaping. So you're basically having to jump into a speeder and take out some adats before you escape. So yeah, a snow I, speeder. Yeah. I love this game. Yeah, look, and this is like to me, this is what when when I think about this game, and it, look, in all transparency, I never finished this game. Yeah, I thought this game, the controls were a little wonky. The controls were absolutely wonky. And the way you were running as Dash, it was this weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it, it hurt my face after a while. Yeah, it was actually a little bit difficult as well. Like, like I remember having the game having some game mechanic issues, mm-hmm. but I do remember. I mean, what stands out to me about this game that I think is you know almost legendary at this point is that um, first round of missions where you use the snow speeder to take down the AT-ATs mm-hmm. and how cool it felt to shoot the harpoon at the legs yeah. and actually, you know, do the old like fly around the AT-AT to like right. trip up the, uh, tr- you know, trip up the beast. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, and like I remember it looking good and the graphics were solid. The, the graphics the, were solid. The soundtrack seemed very good. Yeah, they wrote – it's a good point there too. They wrote an additional uh, soundtrack based on John Williams' music. John Williams did not do the music, but they released that soundtrack. I bought everything. I bought yeah. the soundtrack. I bought the book. I bought the comics. I bought the action figures. Yeah. And I'll always remember those action figures. They had a purple hue to it. it, it you played branded. on the N64, right? N64, yep, yeah. that's right. It you was, still have it? Uh, I do not. No, I wish I did. There's a lot I wish I still had from my old video game What happened stuff. to your N64? I don't know. It's like it's like in all of these, I moved so many times. It was through college. I, I want to say I was playing this during college. Okay. You know, so it makes know, sense. late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I, at Tom and Andy, working at Tom and Andy at this point, so we're okay. talking like um, – we're talking – It's like 97, 98 maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking like uh, – no, I mean the game came out, I believe, in like 90 – yeah, maybe it did come out like 97. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I got – what date is popping up? 1996. That was close. 96, yeah, yeah. Yeah, December 3rd, 1996 was the uh, Shadows of the Empire video game. And the dude I – mean, and think about it. For 1996, it was impressive. You know, wonky controls or not, mm-hmm. flying uh, the snowspeeder around the AT-ATs and bringing them down was very, 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 very cool. It was satisfying. Yeah. And uh, you would also fight Boba Fett. I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. IG-88, you would run into a lot of these Yeah, it was a very hunters. ambitious game for the time. It was, and that's why I mention it. That's why it's a good honorable mention for me. Uh, I loved the cross-promotion. I loved being able to like, yeah. jump into the world of, of Star Wars again yeah. because it was, you know, uh, we're close to the Timothy Zahn novels coming out around there because I remember the, the Timothy Zahn novels. They're already novels. out. They're already, They're already out. out, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we're entering into a, a time 
where I didn't think we were getting any more Star Wars, right. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I bring it up, Star Wars uh, being a story, all, all these things that I loved. Look, and to your point, it actually is, um, <laughs> is, a, is a really good uh, a roadmap for mm-hmm. the current Disney uh, <laughs> people to follow. As when you release a game like this, and, and I guess to some degree they did do that with Battlefront 2, right? This latest one, there was a novel or, or something associated with it. I believe there was uh, like a, it's tie-ins. Not, not, I don't think there was. Okay, I, okay. I don't know. Oh yeah, there. I think Battlefront Two. Yeah, because I think Harloff had had. Yeah, the, battle had, uh, had the like, lady that 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 plays the lead. Janina, yeah, yeah, she was she was on. Yeah, so right that it is. You could see some of the it's syncing up to what we were getting. But if you look at 1996 with Shadows of the Empire, yeah, impressive. Lu- it was very impressive. But Lucas is also basically going get ready because in three years. You're getting another Star Wars right. movie. Right. Was, uh, was a Clones uh, – I'm sorry. Was a Phantom Menace announced at this point? Wasn't announced. I don't know if it was announced at this point. I think there were rumors. Yeah. Um, but 1999, obviously. I think it was officially announced in 97. Okay. But uh, you know, okay. all you people out there who listen who know more of this than I do. And, uh, and me. And, and Fernandez. Uh, hit us up. When was Phantom Menace announced? 99. All right. Oh, oh, uh, announced yeah, to, yeah. To, to go filming. But. Yeah. It, it was on the heels of Shadows of the Empire, I want to say. Anyways, we're moving down the list. Honorable mention number three, Lego Star Wars. Now, Fernando, yeah. speak a little bit on this because this one came to you later and said, oh, we got to talk about this. Yeah, because look, for me, the Lego Star Wars is amongst many people's favorite Star, War- Star Wars games. Right. Um, they're hugely popular, but there's so many of them. I mean, there's the, there's the complete saga, which literally is episodes one through six. Yep. Right, so that's six different Lego Star Wars games. Yep. Or I believe, I don't know if they each get their own. No, no, no. They, they, I believe that there's one for the prequels and one for the original trilogy, and they're separate games. The the thumbnail coming up here on a Wikipedia entry has uh, it's it it basically looks like Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. It has you know uh, Lego Anakin, Lego Obi Wan behind it with the Lego Darth Vader looming yeah, in the background. But- in any case, there's the original trilogy. Uh, I'm sorry. There, there, there's the saga, uh, Lego Star Wars games, episodes one through six, and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they get a little bit repetitive, but especially for a younger audience, I think that you know they're they're charming. They're like you know they play like a Pixar movie. It's a lot, a lot of fun. They're very loyal to the story. You mm-hmm. can, it, 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 you know, I mean, they're wonderful. And then I guess they, you know, they did the new one with the Force Awakens. I don't know if the Last Jedi got one. Maybe it did. I don't know, but you know what's on the Wikipedia entry? That it was released in 2005, and it was the prequel trilogy. Phantom Menace, yeah. Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, with a bonus segment from A New Hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. So usually it's three movies in one game. So, But look, are they my favorite? No. Are they fun? Yes. yes. Are they something that I would want my kids to play? Absolutely. Right. Um, so they deserve an honorable mention. And you know, Lego Star Wars has launched a whole franchise i mean like on disney xd i believe that there are few lego star wars uh, shows yes you know there are. There. you know so look it, it's an important game and it's one that didn't make the top 10 but it deserved an honorable mention it deserved an honorable mention and i did see some love on twitter when you shared that we were going to be doing this episode and a lot of people chimed in and i saw this one a number of times because i think again it comes at a certain time yeah lego depending on where it lands in your childhood you can gravitate towards that yeah. in a lot of ways and look at it's fun for adults as well i mean it's a it's a really cool game lots of lightsaber play i never played the one for the force awakens but it, it i played cool. that one okay it's pretty good it's pretty fun is there one for the last jedi 
Uh, I haven't seen one for The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not surprised about that, I guess. But uh, Yeah, well, you know, uh, maybe people don't want it. You know, maybe yeah. it's just. Uh, I mean, look, done. it would be a lot of fun to play as two gigantic Lego ships chasing each other in space at like one mile per hour. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> it's, it's, for you. it's Last so Jedi. easy. It's so easy. <laughs> Setting them up, you're going <laughs> to knock them down. Right. All right. Uh, all right. So, we're moving on now to our second to last uh, honorable mention here. Number four, we have Republic Commando. Yeah, so look, this one I struggled a lot with. Yeah. Okay, because this one um, I had in the top 10. Mm hmm. Um, at number ten, and then uh, uh, Darth Rylus and I, you know, decided um, to last take, minute game change. Yeah, here. last minute game change, only because this isn't a hundred percent an academic list. Even though, and I looked at a lot of the other top ten lists out there, I believe that ours is, I think, more representative of the of quality of the overall experience of a game, not mm -hmm. only as a pure game, but also as an entertainment vehicle, also as how important it is for the things that came afterwards. Yeah. And Republic Commando, um, I struggled with because it's a lot of fun. And it's absolutely fun. Yeah. I it, remember it, this game well. It's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent first-person shooter. Yes. Which was surprising. I think it shocked a lot of people mm -hmm. in a world where there's so many first-person shooters that something like Republic Commando would even be any good, period. And it was also heavily, obviously, based on the prequels. Yeah. And around the time that the, that, that the game came out, there wasn't this kind of renaissance and love for the prequels as there is now. Um, the prequels were very maligned. And, you know, people just looked at the box of Republic Commando and wanted to throw stuff at it. Yeah, right. But when they actually played the game, it was so much fun. It was you... And like a crew of uh, clone troopers doing very, very fun missions. Yep. To me, it's hard to think of a game being fun with Star Wars that doesn't involve lightsabers. Um, and look, and there's plenty that don't involve lightsabers that are fun. This might be one of the best ones to do it. I, I absolutely agree. And to, to your point about the prequels now, this came out in February. Depending on your platform, we have February of 2005. So we're a few months removed from uh, the release of Revenge of the Sith, which yeah. came out in May of 2005. Um, so we have we're, – we're like – you can tell the Lucasfilm getting ready to start marketing their next Star Wars movie. Here's a video game that you can play to kind of go along with that. I immediately – So you say it came out right before Revenge? Came out, yep, it came out before it. February of 2005. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because actually now that you say that, it, it, I'm totally reminded about um, the fact that the story of the game actually takes place between – Clones and Revenge, and of, the Revenge Sith. of the Sith. It's correct. supposed to be like a bridging of the two of the right. two chapters. Yeah. So depending on your platform, again, we have uh, it looks like uh, February seventeenth of two thousand five. It came out for yeah. Xbox. March first for Windows of two thousand five. Yeah. That's how I played it. Was on the PC. On the PC. Yeah, yeah. I played it on Xbox. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah, it's a great game. It's a great I, game. I, it's, it's still fun. fun. I, I, this is actually one of the ones that I replayed uh, this weekend. It, it's 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 good. Yeah. It's fun. It's and, really like, those fun. Big like. Oh, when you like, get the like the the Gatlin gun yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, 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 it's you're very like, satisfying. You're gonna you're gonna clear some homies out of the way with yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, very and that, satisfying. It was really satisfying. Yeah. So, all right, we're going on to our last honorable mention. We're gonna get some we're gonna get some bleep for this, but you know, but I, I think you know, all everybody listening right now has been very very nice and yeah, fun. You know, let's talk, let's chat, let's have let's have at it. Now, I I don't think so because we know that the one before it. Is going to make our list. Spoiler alert. But last honorable mention, Knights of the Old Republic, 
Two. Two, yes. I gave that pause there to yeah. get everybody it's a called, heart attack. Uh, what's the actual name of it? It's called uh, Knights of the Republic 2, the... Uh, that's a good uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 video game. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, what's the subtitle on it? Um, uh, it looks like the Sith Lords. The Sith Lords. Is Maybe. that what it is? Maybe. That doesn't sound right, but it could be. I don't know. I mean, I always that's know what as, popped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be that. I mean, I always know it as Code Tour 2 and the introduction of the great Darth Nihilus, mm-hmm. um, which was one of the coolest. Um, uh, art-directed characters, I believe, in all of Star Wars. I mean, uh, he's got a great look. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a book tie-in. I don't know. I see the Sith Lords. Um, no, that looks right. Let me click yeah. on... You know, we're doing our due diligence here and doing our research yeah, yeah, live Lords. on air. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I let you, you bring up, like, kind of iconography. Like yeah. And Darth Nihilus, to me, was very iconic. I remember this, seeing that mask... I, I'm like, that's a Sith Lord. Yeah. And you got to buy this right now. Yeah. And I even saw, I think there was even a rumor leading yeah. into who, Force Awakens. Who developed Awakens. the game? Because it wasn't BioWare. So I actually went Lucas to this Arts. company. No, no, no. Uh, that, that's you mean the publisher. That's the publisher? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you just look it up, um, look it up on, 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 um, on uh, what's the IMDb for video games again? Uh, oh, I don't know. It's yeah. called Game. Uh, I, will, I will start looking. Knights of the Old Republic uh, 2. And video game developer. It was in a. It wasn't Bioware. Bioware subcontracted it out to a to a studio actually here in Los Angeles that I've actually visited with a few times. Okay. Um, there's a great RPG, um, you know, developer. Obsidian Entertainment. Obsidian. That's what it was. There it is. Um, it's the sequel to Bioware's. Yeah, yeah. So Bioware okay. developed the uh, the original Kotor, which did make the list. Boy, yep. warning. Um, but Kotor Two didn't look, and this is one of the reasons why I didn't put it on the list mm-hmm. because. Um, KOTOR 2 and like look, we'll talk about KOTOR 1 a little bit later but KOTOR 2 um, had a lot of the same elements a little bit more refined um, but it wasn't um, it didn't take KOTOR 1 mm-hmm. and, and, and just really change it which is okay because a lot of sequels and video games don't do that obviously right. and there's other ones on this list that we'll talk about that also didn't do that but I mean I don't know. It's just like KOTOR 2, for me, the most impressive thing about it was the art on the box. Yeah. You know? So yeah. like, that's what I love about KOTOR 2 was that character, Darth Nihilus. Yeah. And just the introduction of his vibe. Yeah. I don't know if the game itself had me – I never finished it. I tried playing it, of course. I never finished it like like I finished KOTOR 1 because I was so enthralled by – how new everything was in the first Code Tour. I'm with you. So, I didn't finish. Uh, so Old that's Republic what's an honorable too. mention for me. And, and like, look, I know some people believe that it's you know a top ten game. I don't believe that it is with all the other great Star Wars games that are out there. Uh, I tend to agree with you. Uh, this is one of those games that I'm with you on on pretty much every point here. I love the the villain, the art. You buy it re- immediately because you play the original and you're like you want more of it. But I found myself, if I remember correctly, not really down with it was kind of like eh. you know it was fun but i never finished it and that's neither, neither here nor there yeah. it does get an honorable mention because of the legacy of it because yeah. of uh the the fandom that is surrounding this particular title yeah and just how cool uh, the packaging was and yeah. the whole vibe of it was and how the old republic lore was expanded by it again you yeah know, going deeper into darth revan um you know just like i mean the, the Old Republic lore is incredible. 
you know, and it really is. And Code Tour Two was a was a was an admirable next step, mm-hmm. but to me, it's not top ten stuff. Um, this one I didn't play uh, this weekend, but I did um, uh, watch a few videos of mm-hmm. it, which I recommend because the story is actually really interesting. So yeah, it is, and and again, you you bring up a point because I love I gravitate to Star Wars games for their story. Right, and uh, more than anything, I'm a Star Wars junkie. I love the 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 art of story, and you know, which you guys have been loving our our d- deep dives into story yeah. when we just go into it. So we'll get there because why don't we go into our main list? Yeah, look and look, and maybe that's you just gave me an idea for a future episode. Yeah, is that maybe we do an episode where we just talk about the old Republic story. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm down with that. There's a lot of great stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And there's a reason why people are hoping we get an Old Republic movie. Yeah. Whether it's Ryan Johnson's trilogy or Benioff and Weiss, which I think that's where it is. I would love to go back to see the Old Republic yeah. formation of the Jedi Look, Knights. I stopped I stopped um, trying to put ideas in Disney's head because you usually come back disappointed. So at this point, I'm just letting, I'm just stepping back, and I'm just trying to take it all in without come on with the force. Yeah, I'm just and trying to find the balance. Like I'm trying to lose you. expectations. You know, we'll we'll see what they have on tap. I personally believe though we will be getting an old Republic movie sooner rather than later. Yeah, but That's I mean, like, think about sense. that conversation inside Disney. Okay, mm. one executive tells the other, I'm not going to say any names. Hey, let's do um, a whole film franchise on a Star Wars. Um, you know this the Star Wars video game. Okay. Like what? Uh, oh, okay. Is this a video game that's based on the original trilogy? Oh no, 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 no. It, it, it's a video game that's based like you know like a thousand you know thousands of years before the original trilogy. Oh, okay. Really? Is is that what we're gonna do? Like the you know like the, the does anybody care about that? Oh, people love it. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I mean, I can see that conversation being very very awkward and going nowhere, and people just eh, flying over their heads that this is something that the fans want. Well, yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're commenting on the fact that they, they they're building around the legacy of the of the original trilogy characters in the sequels, and then and their new out stuff. This, and, and their, their new, new stuff. And their new right, their new stuff. This but is also, my point: is that they care about their new stuff. So it's like, it's like if you're pitching something, and you're like, oh, okay, so what? We're gonna go back again to more Luke. So there's material. no Luke Skywalker. There's no Boba Fett. There's no Darth Vader. Right, remember, no Han Luke Solo. Skywalker has vanished. Okay, right. George Lucas has vanished. Right. That so, was a good thread that I, uh, so I'm still I, not wrapping my head around yet. Yeah, but so I'm, look, I'm hopeful, but I'm not – I've lost that dream of thinking that the mentality that we attributed to Star Wars for the last 30 years is the same one that's being applied now. It is. I tend to agree with that, but I think something's about to give. I really do. I yeah. think that Solo was a wake-up call for right. them. Hence the renaissance. Hence the renaissance coming, and I think that all you Hopefully. have to do is knock on the next door neighbor, which is Marvel – and say, how'd that Guardians of the Galaxy work out for you? <laughs> Very well, because they're not putting they, – they did something that I thought was going to happen and what I found out to be true – which is the Marvel brand is very strong, and you can introduce new characters that not a lot yeah. of people have heard Look, of. And first of all, I loved your Ask Guardians of the Galaxy idea. Isn't that great? I, yeah. I think so. I thought you killed it with that. And yeah. They moved right by. Yeah, you're probably very underpaid here uh, <laughs> with, with, with ideas like that. From the Lord's lips to my ears <laughs> right now. I love it. Okay, so we're getting into the, the actual list, the, the bee's knees yeah. here, the top ten. And on story, this is why this landed at number ten, and I'll take this one to start. Yeah. The Force Unleashed, the yeah, original. Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Yeah. Landing at number 10, friend of the show, Sam Witwer, playing Starkiller. Doing a, a great job at it. Doing a fantastic job. An unknown apprentice to Darth Vader. 
And what I love so much about this game is the story. Yeah. Now we I did love the opening too. The opening is fantastic. You play as Darth Vader. Yeah. You come in. You're you're on Kashyyyk. You're about to kill that dude, and then the little kid steals a lightsaber. And the little kid steals a lightsaber, and Vader, being a true Sith, goes, "Wait a minute. If I hold on to this one and hide him, yeah, maybe they can uh, together. We'll we'll rule the galaxy and usurp the Emperor. Yeah. Um, because of the Sith, they're always looking for a way to become the master. Yeah. So I love that. That's a that's a huge storytelling element. Now. Fernandez and I did speak a little bit on the gameplay. It does get repetitive. At times, yeah. At times. You're yeah. basically throwing Once... the lightsaber a lot at these stormtroopers or who, or wherever you are, just killing these, these MFers. Boom, 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 using your force powers, all that kind of stuff. But then you have some great bosses. Then you have the some boss great... fights are fun. The, the boss, boss fights, fights are fun. Are fun. Yeah. It's those story elements that I just love because, spoiler alert for those who haven't played The Force Unleashed, um, it's kind of like a uh, oh yeah, and like um, just a, just a little caveat here. Yeah. This is a full spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, full right? spoiler in all the games. Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of shows that Star Killer had a hand in forming the the uh, the rebellion, right? Because and I love this is what I love most about the game is that I believe it gave you a choice at it the did, very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love you that can, you 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 can be light side or dark side. Yeah, yeah. you can be light side or dark side. And I loved it so much. Uh, I just I love the graphics. When I finally got to the Death Star at the very end, that leads up to taking on the Emperor and Darth Vader. Yeah, it's a cool battle. I, I wasn't doing anything with my life. I was just sitting there playing that thing over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's it, a cool game. There's no doubt. It's a fun game. Yeah. So and I look for me, I had a lot of expectations for this game because of another game that's on this list, mm -hmm. and I thought that this game was going to take lightsaber uh, uh, combat mechanics. And take them to the next level yeah. of what another game on this list did, and it just didn't, you yeah. know. And like, it there's this there's this I think um, fallacy in the game publishing world, okay, where it's like, oh, you got to make things easier so people can actually enjoy it more, you know. And yeah. like, I think there's like there's so many games, you know, that 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 fall into this fallacy. That people are are dumb. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's like a lot of these publishers think that the average person is dumb. Yeah. You know, and it's just not true. You know, like the difference between Albert Einstein and us, if you actually mathematically put it on a chart, it's probably not that big. I mean, like, yeah, they, obviously they're smarter than we are, but like, don't underestimate your audience at the at this, and sacrifice quality of innovation, of game design, yeah. of implementation, of making things a little too hard because you think they won't get it. Give people a friggin' chance. Yeah. Everything that gives people a chance tends to also break new ground. I totally you know? agree. Yeah. So to it, me, uh, you know, the Force Unleashed gave you very vanilla saber combat, and ultimately, this is why it's number ten and not higher. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Uh, I think that if you know you can learn anything and you know you work at it, and it's fun. I don't. I don't like video games or anything for that matter that you get your hands on or do something where it's just easy and then you're, you're a master. If you work on it, you, right? You because spend the time it's, it challenges you. You, you. you play games to constantly be challenged, right? It's like yeah. that old adage that I love repeating, which is that you know you're headed in the right way. Because there's enemies coming towards you, which yeah. which is that which is just a synonym for saying that life is about overcoming challenges. Yeah. When everything is easy, 
That's a participation trophy. That's not being good at something. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and what's the old saying? If it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's the thing. So, right. so look, I, do, do I believe that the combat mechanics could have been a little bit fancier to sort of match with all the fancy graphics that the game had? Because the game does look beautiful. It's gorgeous. You can even play it today. And the game came out when in two thousand eight or something, two thousand seven. Yeah. Let me see exactly. Uh, the Force Unleashed. Uh, came out, let's see, Force Unleashed. Looks like we got uh, 2008, September 16th, yeah. okay. 2008. Oh, which pretty close. I was pretty close. You were very close. Um, and look, and we got uh, – the game still looks good. A decade later, it still looks good. It, it really I recommend does. playing it. You can still download it on Steam. Um, you can, I think you can still download it on Xbox uh, One um, in, the, uh, in the reverse or whatever. But look, again, number 10, congratulations. You yeah. made the list. You made the list. And for those listening at home and keeping track, no, Force Unleashed 2 did not make even an honorable mention <laughs> because that is that, – that, that game sucked. Yeah, That, that game trash. was just – I felt like it was rushed. I felt like the story wasn't there. I felt yeah. that it was just kind of like, oh, I woke up, deja vu, doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I grew tired of that one pretty quick. Me so. too, me too. But the first one I did play all the way through. Oh, yeah, I played all the way through. That's a great one. All right, moving on to number nine, we have Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yeah, I'm happy about um, – look, and this was – this is again, we took this list very, very seriously. Yep, you, you don't sure want to know all the variables that were involved in, in, in placing these – and uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer kept winning points. It kept yeah. fighting and making the list, no matter how you looked at it. And if you think, and this one I did play over the weekend uh, in an old uh, um, in an old uh, Sega Dreamcast emulator that wow. I have. Um, and uh, it it is a cool. I mean, this game was Wipeout. Okay, so there was a game called Wipeout that was on the PS2, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and the PS1, of course. Um, that was very, very popular, and, and people wipe out and wipe out Excel. I mean, you know, like that's what everybody was loving. So Episode One Racer is taking the core mechanics of Wipeout and putting mm. it in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But it turned out so good. Yeah. And it was so much fun to play with your friends. Oh, this um, is – Yeah, know, it was highly competitive. Yes. And – it came out on the heels of of the Phantom Menace, right? It came out like around the time of it, the it Phantom came, Menace. It, yes, it came out the same year, and uh, for Nintendo sixty four, it came out May eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine. So it came out on my birthday. Uh, Windows May eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine. July twenty first, nineteen ninety nine uh, was and another for the Dreamcast. Uh, I see Windows, Nintendo sixty four, Game Boy Color, and Macintosh, and Dream. Oh, sorry, here Dreamcast April fourth, two thousand. April four. April four, two thousand. So first of all, April fourth is my birthday. There it is, and May eighteenth, my birthday when it came out for oh, Nintendo sixty four. Now, first of all, that's fucking weird. That is weird. That, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. had a uh, connection here that was unheard of, but we didn't know about. <laughs> right, right. But uh, to, we, I had it. I played it Nintendo sixty four. Okay, yeah. And yeah, now, yeah. little history here: must have broken at least fifteen controllers with my friends because we were so competitive. Yeah, we would throw a, a controller against the wall because it was a fun game, huh? It was so much fun, and it became so competitive. I had a roommate that, like, literally, I beat him finally, just punched me in the arm, and said, right, buddy. Right. Right, right, right. Because whoever was the champ of the track, yes. and, and could score the best time. Yep, there was there was serious bragging rights. Oh my God, this thing! I don't know why. It just because of that competition level. Yeah, because you know. like like first and second place between you and your buddy could be literally separated by point six seconds. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like you couldn't make one single mistake. And I don't know if you had this buddy 
who like in the first five seconds restarts. I was like, oh no no, like I didn't hit that thing exactly at the right. Yeah, thing. and he wants to restart it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Start the game. I'm like, Sorry, buddy, I'm already way ahead of you. <laughs> right. That's the game. Right. Oh yeah, I had that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't hit it right. I didn't hit it right. Nope. And I'm already like around yeah, the first yeah, bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars One Racer. Not much in the terms of story. No, no story. But it takes an iconic scene from from uh, the Phantom Menace, whether you like it or not. Right. The pod race scene. Uh, was very iconic down to the point that if you watch the Last Jedi uh, deleted scenes, you'll see uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's version of it, uh, the Canto Bite chase scene, very reminiscent mm. of. There's like a 15, 18 minute cut scene or deleted scene in the in the Last Jedi DVD. Didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. I so, mean, I, I'm aware of it, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, very similar to uh, the Pod Race. Sure. In its own way, uh, but look, um, much deserved. Number nine placement, in my opinion. Absolutely. And so we're going to move on next to uh, our next title in it, which is number eight. This is a big one. This is a big one. This, this is, is a huge one for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, to go, I'm going to go off of this. Ready? In 1995, yeah. we got Star Wars Dark Forces. Yeah. This is a fantastic game. I remember playing this in college on my PC and going and losing my mind. Not only losing my mind, losing sleep. Losing grades because yeah. it's like, you have to go to class, Mark. No, I don't. I'm playing Dark Forces. It's part of the Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight series that later on down the line. It evolved into that. It yeah. evolved, it into, evolved that. into that. Yeah. Because this one, for me, was my first real introduction. Like, wait a minute. I can see star- stormtroopers. I can, I can pick up blasters. I yeah. can shoot. I can well, look forward. This it, was fantastic. You know, just to get into like a little bit of a, of, a, of a sort of a history lesson here. Yeah, please do. Um, so Star Wars Dark Forces, uh, developed by a company called Raven, um, that was very famous for making a game called Heretic. Okay. Um, now, um, Star Wars Dark Forces came out in 1995. Okay. In 1993, okay, you get a company, um, um, uh, I believe by the name of id, um, who ID, did, all right. okay, who did a game called, there's two games, right? And now... Um, let's look this up. Uh, yep. uh, there's in 1993, you get the first first-person shooter. Okay. Now the first first-person shooter that everybody agrees, even though there's other things that could be said, is a first-person shooter. The the first-person shooter and the mold that we understand it today, mm-hmm. okay, was a game called Castle Wolfenstein. Yes. Okay. Remember this. Now yeah. Castle Wolfenstein led to Id's Doom. Okay. Doom was the one that both shareware games, both uh, completely released on shareware. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom was the game that changed the gaming industry. Yes, okay? it did. Even though Castle Wolfenstein came out first, Doom was really the one that, like, sometimes it's better to be best, not first. Okay? Right, because I played Doom. Everybody played Everybody Doom. Everybody played, played Doom. Doom. If yeah. you had a computer um, and you had friends, like, yeah. you just needed a computer and friends, you were playing Doom. Yeah, you know? um, exactly. So now... LucasArts, uh, you know, being very being uh, one of the best game publishers at the time and being very, very, very active and already having some huge hits in the Star Wars space that we'll talk about later as this list goes on, uh, reaches out to a company called Raven. Yeah. um, And uh, they had just released a FPS game that people thought was better qualitatively than Doom called Heretic. Now, Heretic... Rings a bell, but not... not Yeah, it's an old-school game. It's an old-school game. It's FPS. They tapped them and said, hey, uh, you know, we love this FPS, like, uh, thing. Make us one. 
So Star Wars Dark Forces is literally the third – no, it's the fourth major released FPS game ever. Yeah. So full stop. Yeah. Okay, so this is how important Star Wars is to video games. Yeah. But it's also the first one, okay, that you can look up and down on. Ah, because interesting. In uh, Doom, in Heretic, and in um, and in Castle, side, right? it's, only... it's just side to side. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was FPS, but you only could look left and right. Because I noticed with this, I mean, there are times you have to shoot some stormtrooper right. up there. So you got to look up, and the controls were, yeah. you know, once you get the master of them. Yeah. So really dark fun. forces, and look, and just that alone, maybe dark forces is too low on this list. Because of how revolutionary it was to video games, period. Right, right. But there's some other great games on this list. And even the, and, and I had a really tough time between this one and the next one. Yeah. Uh, about which one was seven, which one was eight. But ultimately, I put Dark Forces eight because the other one didn't come out that much later. Like, only it's separated by a few years, and it's so much better. Yeah. Um, so the technology really jumped Moore's Law style. That's what, yeah, that's what I remember mostly. I mean, I played this game religiously, but then yeah, it was Yeah, and like, it had a great story. Yeah. Kyle Katarn is, yeah, is the, the name. In, the introduction to Kyle Katarn. Who, because like, he has I mean, a great character arc because he starts yeah. as a mercenary for the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. And he ultimately becomes a Jedi Knight by, by the end of the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about somebody who, who, who deserves a spinoff movie or, right. or, or, or like a TV show. Anyway, so look, Star Wars Dark Forces, you can, you can download it on Steam. It's actually still playable to this day. Um, I might have to get in on the Steam action. I yeah, I know you're 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 such a gamer and you can do all this. I mean, you oh, were you playing to... all the video games. I was on a boat in Newport Beach, going. Oh, I hope Fernandez is having fun. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. So look, all you need is a PC. All you yeah. need is a PC, or you can. I, I believe you can play it on on the Mac as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Star Wars Dark Forces number eight, well deserved. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, a a a special shout out to Raven. Um, based out of uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some very good friends that work there. Um, you guys are truly revolutionary game designers, and the world would not be the same without you. So there it job. is. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality shows back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Today's specials, new Chase Freedom Flex with 3% on dining, including takeout. Now every meal comes with a side of cash back. 
Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Cars are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A., member FDIC. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Well, uh, we're going to move on next to our, what number are we on? Number seven, lucky number seven. This is a big game for me, and I know uh, one of your favorites as well. Coming out. But I did struggle between this one and Dark Forces because, to me, it was very, very close. Yeah, this was close. I I mean, this one is pure fun for me, and that is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Which was such, this game, I played all the time. I played it, I I mean, I think I must have just destroyed my computer uh my Nintendo 64 which is what i yeah. played it on yeah, yeah. december it 1998 like your N64 took a lot of beatings it really did yeah. <laughs> well at least the controller did when yeah. i was uh, losing some uh some games against my uh my old college roommates but yeah december 7 1998 is when it oh man what a beautiful out. game this was what a be- what a year it's 97 right 98 98 all right yeah. so so three only 3 years after dark forces and this is ultimately just to give people a little insight into our into our decision making process, I thought that the leap forward between Dark Forces and Rogue Squadron yeah. was greater than the three years that it took. And that's oh, why yeah. I put Rogue Squadron ahead of Dark Forces. It, it was insane. And I, I'm with you on that one. It still looks beautiful to it, this it day. It looks beautiful. It, it was it was easy to, it, Fully to navigate. 3D. Um, you know, it, it didn't take a lot to, to, to play. You were kind of up and running after a few test runs. Yeah. And I mean, how can you argue with being Rogue Squadron and doing dogfights in space yeah. or over Tatooine where I know there was a level? This was one of those games that I played all the time. Yeah, and like just to get nerdy one second. Yeah. Um, when, when Star Wars Rogue One came out, the first thing that I thought about, or, or when it was announced anyway, the first thing I thought about was Rogue Squadron. You know, me too. And there you was know? a rumor at one point that it was called Rogue Squadron. Yeah, and, which is uh, my question. Like, why wasn't it Rogue Squadron? You know, I thought when they were announcing, I remember working on schmoesno.com where we did have a source, and uh, they said, I, I think these are leaked titles on what we might be getting. One of them was Rogue Squadron, and I immediately went, oh, we're going to get the formation of Rogue Squadron, the, the video game that I would play yeah. all the yeah. time. what a great video game. And, you know, maybe there was rumors at the time, oh, we're going to meet, like, Wedge Antilles, young Wedge Antilles, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we were close, and I think it's along those lines. They got it close, whoever our source was at the time. Rogue Squadron? No, Rogue One. So oh, I, I believe it was actually called Red Five, mm. and uh, you know. Uh, first of all, that's really funny because you know that the developer of Rogue Squadron is a company called Factor Five. Factor Five, there it is. Well, Red yeah. Five being Luke Skywalker's call sign, right, right. But Red Five was also uh, dispatched in Rogue One. Yeah, where he says Rogue One yeah. checking in or whatever, and, and I believe, and like look this up just to make sure that I'm not going crazy sure. here. But I believe that Factor Five also developed. Uh, a game called uh, was it Fly Fox or are you talking about uh, 
what is it? Uh, not Space Fox. What is it called? Star yeah. Fox? Star Fox. Did Factor 5 develop that? Uh, I'm looking at their uh, – right now we have Rogue Squadron, Rogue Leader, which I believe was the uh, – The follow-up. follow-up. Oh, Rogue Squadron Strike. 2. Rogue Squadron, yeah, Rogue Squadron Two, which was incredible. Rebel Strike, yeah. Look, Rogue Squadron Two is a better game than than Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I played all these, but Rogue Squadron is more important. That's why it's on the list because the difference between Squadron and Rogue Squadron Two aren't that big, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know they're 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 there. Rogue Squadron Two looks a lot better. Rogue Squadron Two is also on the GameCube, not in the N sixty four. But what Rogue Squadron did on the N64, that leap between that one and Rogue Squadron 2 is why it's Rogue Squadron is the winner. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Factor 5 was a great developer. I'm, uh, it's funny. Like, I haven't heard about them for years. I don't know whatever happened to them. But I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of lists here. We have, uh, yeah, no, nothing about Star Fox. Uh, but I do have, you know, Rogue Squadron, Lair. They didn't do, uh, a, they didn't do pilot wings, did they? Um, looking now. These are just the images that popped up. So R-Type, Bonk's Adventure, Contra Theory, The Alien Wars, I remember playing. Uh, Indiana Jones, they did some Indiana Jones video games in the Infernal Machine, yeah, yeah, 1999. Yeah. So that's actually a pretty cool game. That, that was that, a good game. I remember playing that. Indiana Jones, you play it. You, you got yeah, a title yeah. with Indiana Jones. I'm buying that. Yeah, look, LucasArts, when LucasArts liked them, so they obviously gave them a bunch of licenses. But anyway. They really did. Star right. Wars Rogue Squadron Rogue number Squadron, seven. Number seven. We're moving on to number six, and this one is a, a big favorite of mine, and I know of yours. We are landing at TIE Fighter. Wow. TIE Fighter. 1993? Is that right? Um, I'm looking it up right now. TIE Fighter video game, which was so much fun for me because it was a simulation kind of game. 1994, July of 1994. So I, I had just graduated or I was graduating from high school yep. when this game came out. I Around remember going to my friend uh, Ralph's uh, house um, because he had the game. I didn't have this game. Um, even though I had a PC good enough to play it. I, for some reason, didn't have TIE Fighter, but he did, and we would go to his house and play it. And what I remember the most about TIE Fighter was that TIE Fighter was the first game that gave you a little bit of a deeper taste of the expanded universe. Yeah. Uh, with Admiral Thrawn, and I don't even know if he was an admiral yet um, in the storyline of TIE Fighter, but I remember Thrawn being a huge part of this game was he yeah i'm not I'm yeah, not yeah, remembering yeah. because well, thrawn, that, that thrawn was sense. a huge part of this game well it came out in 94 and i believe it's the first ever outside of the cover of the book uh um you know heir to the empire where you get a visual representation of thrawn okay um, but yeah thrawn is a huge part of the storyline of tie fighter yep subsequent expansions focus on admiral thrawn's efforts to stop an imperial traitor and I, I remember this game because it really was the first time for me that I went, well, that's brilliant. You're playing as the bad guy now. Yeah. That's, I, like, that, that's what clued me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to being like, wait a minute. I can play as the Empire. Love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. In. It was a revolutionary title. It was a revolutionary title. But look, I, I have one confession to make about TIE Fighter. Okay. I preferred – there was another game. Like, so the reason TIE Fighter came out – again, look, LucasArts was very smart back then because mm-hmm. they had the ability – to see what everybody else in the game industry was doing. They had the resources and they had the ambition to be real players in the game industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a game that came out uh, by a company called Origin. Uh, the game was called Wing Commander. Ah, I remember Wing Commander. And, and, and Wing Commander was a breakthrough title. Yeah. Because Wing Commander was not only a great space like, like, like ship simulator, mm-hmm. but it also had a really involved storyline. 
Yeah. You know, with the Kilrathi and and all that stuff for all you old game nerds out there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Wing Commander was a masterpiece. You know, Chris Roberts. Um, it was you know an incredible game. And I think George Lucas and Lucas Arts as a company was very intrigued by the success of Wing Commander. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, wait a minute. They're just copying us. Like, this is just a copy of – it's a blend between us and Battlestar Galactica. Right. Why don't we flip that around and just copy that game mechanic of this beautiful kind of storytelling element with the space simulation? Yep. And when they blended it all up, they got this beautiful, very well-executed – like. Some people would say masterpiece of a game, TIE Fighter. Yeah. Now, look, TIE Fighter was the follow-up to X-Wing. Yes. Right? Yes, it and, was. Yeah. And, and, but Which TIE I Fighter, loved X-Wing. Everybody, I loved yeah, playing yeah, X-Wing. X-Wing is great, but TIE Fighter is where it all came together. Yeah, that's where I, I remember it being a lot more easier to play, or at least the it, it, everything felt better. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the mechanics, the visuals, everything like that. So. TIE Fighter, congratulations. Number six, here's your golden yeah. lightsaber. Whoop, wrong show. <laughs> right. We're going to move on to number five. We're halfway there. And this one's Star Wars Battlefront Two, two 2005 yeah, yeah. Not version. The, not the new one. Not the new not one. Not the new one, but the 2005 version because let me tell you something. This like game. Pandemic Studios, shout out Pandemic. Yes, shout out to Pandemic Studios. I have it here. I played this. Now, the original Battlefront, I played. But when this one came out, this introduced jedi that you could play with yeah this introduced a lot of new levels it introduced more story and i love this it was released october 31st 2005 so we're getting a lot of yeah 2005 revenge was a of the year. sith kind big of year for, for for star wars video games yep and it was on playstation 2 which i played it on yeah uh this game i just had so much fun this was one of those games that like really i played a lot yeah so look here's the here's the crazy thing about battlefront 2 so when i was playing this weekend there are still very active games and communities around Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. It's still being played to this day. 13 years later, you can still log on to a Battlefront 2 lobby and get a, I believe it was 60-player matches. I think mm. it was 30 on 30. Interesting. Uh, and you can still get into one of those matches today. Um, I did it this weekend. It is a lot of fun. Is it my favorite? Again, like... I don't believe that the lightsaber mechanics are as good as another game on this list no. that we still have to no, get to. they're not. But it's still lightsabers. It's still fun. It's like it's more heroic because you have like Darth Maul and you, yep. got, you got Vader. Um, you have Yoda. Yep. I mean, you have – it's a really, really cool game. And it's, it's unfortunate that this game is so much better than the new Battlefront. Yeah. I had a lot more fun now. I – we discussed Battlefront 2, the most recent one, getting an honorable mention. I think the only honorable mention was the story was pretty cool. At least and the for graphics me. are incredible. The graphics are incredible. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I think if you're pure gaming, for pure fun, that just I remember maybe it's that age, yeah. 2005. I just had a blast with this game. It just it just sticks with me more than the recent ones. Yeah, look. The, 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 the Battlefront that was released a couple of years ago, I mean, that was – I was so upset. Look, there's that, a moral. There's a moral to this story. Yeah, and not to cut you off, but there's a moral to this story. I think it's very important for like our our audience and for the you know younger members of our audience that have ambitions of maybe making video games or doing anything yeah. in the creative space. Like, learn from the past. Yeah. Okay. Like, I have some. Like, don't be paralyzed by the past, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is the proper sentiment that should probably have gotten out of the Last Jedi, not eliminate it. Mm. So just don't be paralyzed by it. Don't don't let it be an excuse, you know, because 
Battlefront 2, the new one by DICE, which is one of the most incredible developers of all time, and if you ever had a top 10 gaming list, it's probably difficult to keep Battlefield 1942 mm. out of that list. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and that's a, you know, that's a game by DICE. And, like, and if you look at that game, it's very similar to the way Battlefront 2 is, right? Yeah. Um, but there's no excuse why a game that was developed in 2005, mm-hmm. forget graphics, forget story, from a pure game design perspective, um, features perspective, ambition perspective, complexity perspective is better than something developed 13 years later by a studio that has an order of magnitude of the resources that Pandemic had in 2005. Yeah. I've been to the Pandemic Studios. It's a, it's a great, very creative environment. I, I, I haven't been there in a long time, so I don't know what they're up to these days. But um, for all I know, they're working still with EA on, on, on the new Battlefront. But my point is learn from the past and don't, like, don't, be, don't forget it. Don't be paralyzed by it, but also don't be outdone by it. Like right. if you if you're gonna do something new, build on it. You yeah. know, don't go backwards and don't don't let anybody like Rylus and I have a discussion <laughs> where it says Battlefront Two was better than Battlefront Two. Right. You know, like right. like don't do that. You yeah. know. So anyway, I um, mean, battle, the the 2005 one. I mean, you know, I go to the the recent, not Battlefront Two that came out last year or, or the, a little bit before. Yeah. yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. But that, that original return to the Battlefront name with that first game that came out yeah, around Yeah, I mean, Force the first Awakens, one was, was abhorrent. It was – I mean, I was doing the same – I mean, I'm just – that there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. There was no it's, story. It's flat. You're just dropped into – It's like, soulless is what it it's is. It's soulless. It's yeah. like how many times can I just be on the same level doing the same thing? And they listened. At least it was EA listened for Battlefront 2 that came out last year. I had a – I had fun with the story, but again, I, I wasn't as enraptured, as involved as I was with the pandemic 2005 Battlefront 2 because of everything you mentioned previous. Yeah. So, so look, number five, all-time all Star time. Wars game, Star Wars Battlefront 2, 2005, the pandemic one. The pandemic one, and we move on to number four, which right. this is uh, – This is where it starts getting serious. I mean, look, it's been serious already, but this is where you have – This these, is history. Yeah. This is I history. Think, this is This is – revolutionary kind of stuff. This is childhood. Yeah. Look, I think in a lot of ways, all games in these next four, if you're honest about it mm-hmm. and you put some biases aside, I think all of these four games are interchangeable. Okay. I, I would like th- that. Yeah, that's how good these four are. Well, this is a game that I played. You go back to the story of Mom, Give Me Some Quarters. Yeah. This was a story where this game came out, and my dad, I would get on the back of his scooter. Yeah. We would go to the bowling alley. Oh, he had a little scooter? He had a little scooter, and nice. we would just go right That's down to fun. the bowling alley. This is, this is the thing my dad and I would do, and it was Star Wars the Arcade Game, yeah. the, the original yeah. standing console, the and weird the graphics. Sit-in, and the sit-in and one. And the sit-in one, too. But I played I, – it, it's just so vivid in my memory. Yeah, you me walk too. in the bowling alley, and it's to the right, and it had its own place. And yeah. it was not – and there was a gaming – like you would walk down these stairs, and there was a bunch of video games. No, no, no. Star Wars, the arcade game, was right there on the outside of that because everybody would wait in line yeah. to play this thing. Yeah. And I remember greatest, walking Greatest in. arcade uh, for me, I know uh, Marvel versus Capcom, uh, Capcom sure. versus SNK, Double Dragon 2. There's other ones that are in the mix. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's all about Star Wars, the arcade game. The, the, arcade the sit-in game. one. For me, it was all about the sit-in one. Yeah, and it, it had the great controller. 
Um, it would you would play it was those green graphics those weird those weird like what the typewriters would shoot yeah, at yeah. you you it's could vector based polygons okay vector based polygons thanks uh, important safety tip thank you Egon yeah um, that uh, you're gonna know more about the the technology behind it. I saw a bunch of green stuff coming at me that you could shoot, and it would scatter. It was awesome. Which was in, so great. In 3D, in first in, person. In first person 3D, and what was great and what got me, use the force, Luke. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah, Alec yeah. Guinness right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the sound bites of Alec use Guinness. Use And you would go, Red 5, I'm going in. And it would be sound bites from the actual movie. You'd go into the trench runner. You'd have to hit those red things on the way down the trench. You'd have to skim it. You would skim and, and hit that what you know Luke is yeah, trying yeah. to bullseye womp rats, you know, and and you come out and it blows up and then you get as the levels kept coming. You got it harder and harder oh, and harder. Oh man, I yeah. remember I remember feeling that that yeah. those thumbs. I would walk away going, Ow because you're sitting there trying to get all the TIE fighters from coming at you. I mean they're like and when you're that far in the game, yeah. Oh boy. Look, I mean at this point and I think I believe that my in my arcade, I played at a Don Carter's uh, uh, bowling alley as well. Tustin Lanes for and, myself, and I also played at a Mark Twain's Riverboat Playhouse. Nice, which was kind of like this place, kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. but there was you know it's like a one of one Chuck E. Cheese type place. It was right around the corner from my house. Yeah, um, and I believe that it was fifty cents. Yeah, it was fifty cents. Was it one of the fifty cents gamers? It was one of I the think 50 you're right. Cent games. Yeah. So like as a Ten-year-old, a nine-year-old, you know, uh, in that age range, fifty cents is a lot of money. For fifty a kid. cents is a lot of for money. one game because you might yeah. be, you might, you might get a bad proton torpedo yeah. in the rear and you're out. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and just by looking at you, I'm spending, I'm spending so much more money than fifty cents. It's, it, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, when you're a little kid, those fifty cents didn't mean anything other than unlocking five minutes of fun inside the Star Wars yeah. arcade game. And very few entertainment experiences, bang for my buck, exchanges of money for entertainment, which is mm-hmm. what we do, right? Yep. We exchange money for a movie pass. We exchange money for a video game, money for whatever. Usually money for entertainment is a lot of what we do. I can't find a better ROI in my imagination. It was Actually, great. that's not true. There's another one that's a better ROI, which we'll get into in a minute. But Star Wars, the arcade game. I mean, so much fun. Uh, May of 1983, it came out. Wow, 83. Developer, so it came out around the, uh, Reven- Ret- uh, Return of the yeah. Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it came out the same month. Yeah. And we have uh, Atari, developer, publisher Atari. Uh, this is one of those games. This is one of the games I'll always remember. Um, if I had my druthers, if I had the money, I would hunt one of these things down. Me too. I've looked into it. put it in my yeah, living yeah. room. Did you? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I've looked into it. It would be so much Maybe fun. Maybe put one in the office. Can we put one in the office, Mark? I mean, look. Come if, on. If Wouldn't that be find, fun? If we find a good, a priced one, yeah, we can absolutely put one in the office. I'm going to start looking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After no. the taping of yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if we find a good priced <laughs> one that actually works, yeah, and it's like legit OG, like the sit-in one. Yeah, um, yeah, because I see they have the both the sit-in and the, the, the stand-up one, which is great. You had the sit-in one. I had the, the, the stand-up one. Yeah. And there was one in Lampost Pizza as well that I would go to that they had for years because this came out in 90 – or uh, sorry, 83 – I remember being in high school going for some Lampost pizza, and that was still yeah. there. How many still years cooking. ago is that? Do the math on it. 1983? 35 years? Well, if we yeah, got uh, – yeah, years. it's about 35 years. Incredible. Yeah. 35 Wait. years. Yeah, yeah. We're old. 
yeah. uh, and uh, and that's okay because we're also young at heart because Star because, Wars. Like, is here for we everybody. are talking about the best Star Wars games of all time. So look, absolutely. Without further ado, oh, last thing I wanted to say about this game. Yeah. Um, so what what was the Darth Vader told you in the game? The Force is strong with this one. The I think Force. he would. I think he would. Uh, he'd be behind you. I'm on the leader. He would do, it was yeah, yeah, all yeah. the sound bites were directly from New Hope. Sure, sure. So it was Vader saying the Force strong with him. I, I, I think I know is I'm on the leader. Uh, use the Force, Luke. This is Red Five. I'm going in. Were the were the the, the sound bites I remember in yeah, particular? Yeah. Anyway, look, we'll have to buy one and see what actually is there. It's that I this wait. one I actually looked for um, an emulator for. And couldn't I, find I, it. I, I couldn't find a good one. I couldn't find one that that actually gave me um, the feels or whatever you say mm-hmm. the kids say these days. But yeah, <laughs> um, I uh, yeah yeah this was a great one. Number four on the list. Number four on the list. Very very fitting place for it. But I think so. Again, the history. I think you can make an argument for it to be number three, number two, number number one. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the history and and for the younger listeners at home. Uh, who might not have played this and, and are screaming at us right now that we're a bunch of old fogies, I think that you would have had so much fun with this yeah, game. To this day, it's, I bet you to this day it holds up. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. So we're moving on now to, we're in our top three now. Yeah, top look, three, the, number three. The only sequel on the list. The, the only, only sequel, sequel on the list. The only sequel on the list, and that is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, which continues the story of Kyle Katarn, yeah, and uh, this is where it really advanced into something special yeah, yeah, for me. This is this is for me. Yeah, this is one of those games you're playing as a Jedi Knight, as a Jedi Outcast, as it were, and wield a variety of firearms from the Star Wars franchise. This came out in uh, March 26, two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you could play it for. Xbox, you could play it for yeah. GameCube. I played it on Microsoft Windows. Me too. I mean, like again, Raven Studios. So, yep. So it's a sequel to Dark Forces. Sequel to Dark Forces. Yeah. Yep. And uh, again, developed by Raven Studios. And well, it's I f- also sequel to Jedi Knight. Right. Right. So yeah, so. Dark Forces Two is Jedi Knight. Right. Yeah. yeah Jedi so. Knight, and then they call this Jedi Knight yeah. Two. And, and look, in Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight was the first one where you got to play as a like as a Jedi and use a lightsaber. Right. But Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, is the game that said, you know what? We're going to go deep into this melee combat. Yeah. And we're going to create multiplayer, because that's where Jedi Outcast shines. Yeah. Is we're going to create multiplayer lightsaber combat. And it's going to be so friggin' deep yeah. that you can play it for months and still not be a master. Oh God, yeah. You know? That's what I remember in particular. Yeah, it, is it, how long it took me to truly, and I wouldn't even say I mastered it. I, yeah. I just would get better. Yeah, you would get better. And if you ever played it online, did you ever play it online? Did you no, play I never played it online. So like, the multiplayer had these things called dual servers. Mm-hmm. Okay, where people would really literally stand and watch two people duel, mm-hmm. right? And the winner of the duel got you know stayed on, and then the next challenger came up. And, you know, a little inside fact, when I was at Rockstar Games, um, when we were making uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm-hmm. um, we lost and we also got we, 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 we got in trouble and almost got the game banned. Wow. We did get the game banned during the day, but we could play it after 6 p.m. because we usually stayed there till like much later in the day, you know, because it was such a good job. Everybody stayed there like till 9 or 10. Um, but. 
between six and about eight, it was just Jedi Outcast yeah. in the office. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I'm sure. And this game is the game that made me rethink the prequels. Ah. Because I got so obsessed. Was this the game that did it? This is the game that did it. This is the game that did Interesting. it. Interesting. I got so obsessed with lightsaber combat. Yeah. Okay. That I became like, like, it, it elevated lightsaber combat as the ultimate, uh, uh, like, brand value of Star Wars for me. Right. Okay. And, it's, and then it's coming on the heels of uh, Attack of the Clones. Right, right. So, so then I went back. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That lightsaber battle in Phantom Menace is incredible. Yeah. You know, so I, I started like we, we would play Jedi Outcast at Rockstar and then we'd all sit around and watch that final lightsaber battle. Yeah. And then we'd go back into the game and try to recreate it. And like so when you duel, you can slow walk, you mm-hmm. can do all kinds of flares. And we would role play the dueling so much. And like we were friggin' good at this game. Okay? Really? Yeah, now, I bet you would have kicked my butt. Oh, man, we, we got obsessed over this game. And to this day, and this is what's frustrating about Force Unleashed. This is what's frustrating about Battlefront 2, even the one that finished number five, or, or, or Battlefront 2, the one that came out last year, is that this game, made by, by a small team in Madison, Wisconsin, in, in 2002, mm. Is still the best lightsaber combat game ever made. I remember being, and that is a crime to me. Yeah, uh, to to think, two thousand two. I mean, yeah. we haven't got yeah because even the battlefront lightsaber stuff is like wonky for me because yeah. you're pressing like you can either block all the time and it just does it for you, you know, as long as you're hitting that right, block right, thing, right? There's or no you're strategy. throwing it, yeah, and then you're still getting next to a guy and you're like. There's two or three moves, and that's it. Yeah. With, with, with Jedi Outcast, you can develop your own style. Forget yeah. two or three moves. We're talking different permutations and putting skill points in this and that and the other thing that changed how strong you were in, in different moves. And, I mean, um, you know, it was absolutely incredible. A year later, mm-hmm. okay, I, I, after Jedi Outcast came out, only a year later, Jedi uh, – Academy came out. Right. I remember Jedi Academy. Now, Jedi Academy is a different game. Um, It's technically a sequel to Outcast, Mm -hmm. and it's technically a better game, but it's really really just like an expansion. Yeah. That's why, like, you can't give it to Academy because Jedi Outcast is the one that built the fan base and, like, created this amazing community around this game. Another one that you can still play to this day. Um, but really only Jedi Academy is the one that's still out there. Okay. Um, and um, all the community has, has shifted over into something called Movie Battles 2, right. which is like a, like a fan-made mod for Jedi Academy that like uh, just you know f- uh, um, ups the graphics, creates some new lightsaber moves and stuff like that. But if you, if you want to find the deepest, most complex, the most elaborate, the most sophisticated lightsaber fighting game out there. And I would even go as far as to say the most sophisticated melee combat system ever made. Mm. Like, forget forget just yeah. lightsabers. Like, I'm talking swords or whatever. Yeah. You have to check out Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, mm. and the sequel, Jedi Academy. They're all very, very similar. But, man, I, I used to have dreams about this game. They're so much like, fun. It was the only time in video games that I truly felt like I was doing... Star Wars Z 
Jedi Knight duels with other players. Yep. It was absolutely incredible. Nothing's come close to it. Yeah, maybe the game, maybe the next game on the list is the only one that's superseded the emotions that I got playing a Star right. Wars game. Um, but yeah, we're going to go right into that because it is coming in at number two. Now I'm going to make a, a, a statement here. Never played this. Yeah, never played this. Okay. But this this is something that. You speak so highly on that, you yeah. know. I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty much that. You put it where you want because I, I, it shows from your passion behind it. And that is Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies. Now, yeah, please the great illuminate Galaxies. the audience here. So, um, so Star Wars Galaxies is 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 the second MMO I ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, the the came MMO out June twenty sixth two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. Uh, it came out after Jedi Outcast, right? So we were right. all like. Very excited about it because um, there was another MMO that I had played uh, called um, um, City of Heroes. Mm-hmm. And there was another MMO that I had experimented with but never really played uh, called uh, EverQuest. Now, uh, the company that did EverQuest was a company called Sony Online Entertainment. And they took on this title, Star Wars Galaxies. And it was the most ambitious game. At the time, it was the most expensive game ever made. I believe the budget of the original title was like in excess of $30 million. Wow. We spent 12 making Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm-hmm. So it was like you know more than double that. And Grand Theft Auto Vice City was, you know at the time, the highest selling game of all time. So wow. it, you, know, you can think about Star Wars Galaxies in a $30 million plus budget just for the production of the game. Wow. Um, so it was very, very, very ambitious. And look, to this day, it is my favorite game, period, that I've ever played. Yeah, you mentioned I, that. That's I, why I was like, okay, put it on this list here. High. Put it up there high on the list. Yeah. I mean, look, it's number one is great for other reasons on right. this list. But Star Wars Galaxies is is on another level of existence as all these other games. Because Star Wars Galaxies, uh, for all you guys that played it out there or that haven't played it out there was a game that basically said, here are these seven planets. I believe we had seven planets. Maybe we, we had more. I, I, you know, I kept expanding, but I think at launch we had seven planets, massive planets, mm-hmm. planets that if you were to try to walk from one side to the other, it would take you like two hours. I mean, I'm talking gigantic maps, kilometers wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just basically said, no instructions, uh, like a very light tutorial. Yeah. But go have fun. Yeah. And people knew that there was Jedi in the game. Yeah. Nobody knew how to unlock it. Oh God, I, I, I have no idea what I. I don't know why this game passed me by. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody you. knew how to unlock it. And um, to unlock a Jedi when the game first came out in what we call pre CU, right? The pre combat um, uh, upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um which was up to patch 14.1 around. Um, unlocking Jedi was a gigantic pain in the ass. Was it really? And it took six months to do easy. <laughs> easy. So when you would see a Jedi back in those days, mm-hmm. okay, um, it was like seeing a Jedi, you know, because they were so friggin' powerful, mm-hmm. you know, that, that like people almost worshiped them. Like in-game deities. Now, it, it's an important thing to note. And look, we could do a whole episode on Star Wars Galaxies. I don't want to get too lost in it. But yeah. uh, it's important to note that the, a lot of the folks, uh, um, you know, um, uh, Richard Vogel and a lot of the lead creative team that did Star Wars Galaxies came off of another game that was very successful was Richard Garriott's Ultima Online. Mm. Now, Ultima Online, which is still playable to this day, 
um, was the game that people like valued the most mm-hmm. because characters were seen as so valuable because you can make characters that are very rare. Mm-hmm. In a game like Warcraft, uh, for comparison, there's nothing really like in, in Warcraft. The rarity comes in how good your gear is. That's what's that's where the tough grind is. Okay. In these games, your character class as a whole was very rare, you know, and you grinded that what what they call the hero class. But anyway, in Star Wars Galaxies, it was basically a war. Yeah. Like I mean, it was like empire divided. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. It's like you think you think tw- like imagine Twitter. You know how Twitter can be like toxic and warlike. A war. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that in a video game. Oh wow. That's what Star Wars Galaxies was. Yeah. And you had uh the Empire and the Rebels. Yeah. And you can talk to each other and you can and everybody would go to feed. So like everybody got I I am going to start crying because like we got robbed <laughs> of this. You leave work, right? And I used to work uh, when I really got into the I, I Mark Echo and I had just started the game company. Uh-huh. Um you I I would leave work, go home and we all go to feed. Okay? Nice. And um there in the Palace of Feed the rebels and the and like the imperials would hang out together, okay, right, and we would talk shit to each other, right, <laughs> and just insult each other, yeah, you know, and then out of nowhere, you you would have to declare for PvP, right? So so you would have to go to like to like a, to like a recruitment officer and say, okay, I'm ready to go PvP, yeah. So once the first guy would turn red, you would see that he would disappear, and then everybody on Ventrilo at the time would go, all right, it's you know it's about to get on, you yeah. Know? And we would PvP all night long, okay? That's fun. It was so much fun. Um, now, the other really interesting thing about it was the bounty hunter system, mm, okay? Okay. So now imagine you have this massive world, and I haven't even gotten into the crafting and to, like, the fact that you can be a dancer, the fact that you can be a mayor and build cities mm-hmm. and, and, like, rent and pay and charge taxes mm-hmm. for people using your plot of land. I mean, it, unbelievable stuff. Uh, 100% in-game economy created by players for players. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely incredible. But the bounty hunter system was a lot of fun because if you were a Jedi and you took your lights because, you know, it was very canon specific. So if you were a Jedi and anybody saw you take out your lightsaber or you killed a humanoid character in the game, your name would get put on the bounty hunter terminals. (laughs) So now if you're a bounty hunter, right? That's amazing. And somebody has seen That's fun. Yeah. And then you can go and, and, and the bounty hunters were some of the most feared players in the game because all they would do is sit at the terminal Look up the Jedi that were on the terms, and they'd go hunt you down. That's and, incredible. And and the hunting was awesome. You, you, you'd have to send up an Arachid droid, okay. right? And the Arachid droid would tell you what planet they're on. Now wow. then you ha- then you got to travel to that planet. Then you got to send out seeker droids, and the seeker droids would give you a general vicinity of where they are. Oh my god! And you got to go hunt them down. And then grinding was a pain in the ass. And when you were grinding your Jedi and you would hear the ju 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 and you would look off into the distance and you were like, oh, my fucking God, <laughs> bounty hunter. And then everybody protected the Jedi. So the people that weren't Jedi would, like, grab you, put you in their speeders. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. No other game has come close, period, in terms of immersing me inside yeah. a social world. I can see you light up talking about yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, the greatest game ever made, in my opinion. Yeah. In this list, it's number two. In this list, it is number two. I'm going to have to look it up myself now because uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, so, so I actually um, I actually helped uh, fund a an emulator. Right. Uh, I remember you telling me that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to just show it to you just so you can see a little bit. Look, I would love that. A lot of it is not there anymore in terms of the – I mean, because the game was all about the people. It was, it's all about the community. Yeah. You know? I have some friends of mine. 
that played Star Wars Galaxies that I've never met in person. That I've that's st- funny. That I'm still friends with today. Wow. It was those bonds that we created in the war, in this, yeah. in this galactic civil war. You went to war online. Yeah. Bounty hunters, yeah. Jedi knights, yeah. sit, protecting your Jedi. That's incredible. Yeah, my, uh, my Jedi was called Thrall Stormbringer. Thrall Stormbringer. He's bringing the storm. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. how fun. So Star Wars Galaxies lands at number two. Tell us what you think so far about the list. And what you think of Star Wars Galaxy, who out there has played it. But we're going to go right in and finish the show with our number one all time. No surprise here. No surprise. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Both of us. Absolutely. This is the game that I played endlessly forever. Just kept going back to it, playing it like roommates wondering, are you okay, Mark? You might need to eat something. Yeah. I was just this thing came out right in the in the sweet spot for me where I was like I was out of college I was waiting tables. I was I was I was getting on my feet yeah. in this entertainment yeah. business. Yeah. And the thing that would take me out of some of the struggles that I had, some of the the depressing things that happened where it's like they didn't like the script. I got to go back to the drawing board or, oh, man, you know, you know, this guy, he yelled at me for, you know, bringing his key lime pie late. Right. It was Knights of the Old Republic yeah, yeah. by Bioware. Yeah. Uh, that got me so excited and got me in the, I forgot about it. Came out in 2003, July of 2003. What can you say about this game? Darth Malik, uh, some of the some of the, the you know the mechanics of this thing were so much fun. Figuring out everything, I love this game. Fernandez, what can you say about Old Republic? Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic, I should say. Look, I think Knights of the Old Republic is a masterpiece. Yeah, but it might not be a masterpiece for like the reasons that a lot of people think it is a masterpiece for. Because as a game itself. Um, and you can play it on, on iOS. You can download it on iOS. It's fully playable. Okay, I need to get that then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then one thing that you realize about it is that the gameplay isn't great, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, the gameplay isn't that great, but it's the story. and It's, it's the, the story. It's, it's the thing that gets you. That's why I'm okay with this game being number one because more than any other game on this list or any other game in the history of the Star Wars universe, Knights of the Old Republic took and I actually did a documentary about this mm-hmm. you know uh, go check it out I did it when I was at um, at complex just Google uh, you know Bioware uh, Knights of the Republic story complex Mark Fernandez whatever you'll see I did a whole documentary about this yeah where I actually sat down and I spoke with the lead uh, developers of the game and the whole game is based off of a single line by Obi-Wan Kenobi mm. okay the single line um, and I forget the line right now. There was the old republic, mm. or like uh, you know the masters, you know, like something about the old republic. Like somebody says the old republic somewhere um, in the um, Obi Wan says it somewhere. I, I, I can't remember where. If you look at this doc, the doc explains the origin story of it. Okay. Um, these guys invented a world that is probably the most refined and articulated expansion of the Star Wars universe um, next to George Lucas. Mm. Like, it's superior to anything that Kasdan and J.J. Abrams did with, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to The Force Awakens. Way more superior than anything that, uh, that, that Ryan Johnson did with The Last Jedi. Um, more superior than, I think, any of the books have done even even heir to the empire even thrawn uh even mara jade who i absolutely love um these great characters none of them 
are as true to the Star Wars mythos mm-hmm. as Darth Revan yeah. and everything that comes out of the Old Republic. Yeah. And for all of this to be originated by a developer in Austin, Tech, I'm sorry, in uh, they were in Austin. I believe now they're in, uh, they're in uh, Vancouver. Or I don't know if they were in Vancouver when they made the game or in Austin. But when I, when I interviewed them, they were in Austin. But to, for, for all of this to be done by a developer named BioWare, and for it to premiere in video games. And I believe there was also a comic book that came out around similar times. Yeah. So there, there, there's something with a comic that's also in the mix. Incredible. Yeah. You know, like what it did to the storytelling aspect of, of Star Wars, which is ultimately what we love. Nothing holds a candle tonight to the Old Republic. I agree. It's one of the those games that, again, I started by saying uh, this episode, I started saying it, 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 the story gets me. It's more about that than the gameplay. But yeah. when you get a little bit of both, that's when yeah, you yeah, get yeah. some magic. And this one did have a little bit of wonky stuff, but I still remember kind of mastering it and getting yeah. into the story. And, and, like I and said, becoming a Jedi was a lot of fun. In that becoming a Jedi was a lot of fun. You've had, like, to your point, some um, you know some great characters came from that. Yeah. You look at the – I forgot that Ed Asner is in it. Yeah. Uh, Ed Asner was like, cast as a, as a voice, Ethan Phillips. Um, Jennifer Hale, they were hired to perform voices for the characters. Yeah. And probably the, one of the greatest twists in storytelling, period. Yes. I think the twist in Knights of the Old Republic, and I don't know if we should talk about it. I know. I was wondering if we should talk about it or not because the, but the twist you can in, go you Okay, can you know go what? Let's not talk this. about yeah. it. Let's not talk about it. But The twist in Knights of the Old Republic it. is better. Not better. It's almost as good as Luke, I Am Your Father. I was going to say, if you're going better than it's that, not I was better. Like, wait it's not a better. minute. But, but it, it's good. It pushes that. It does. I mean, the whole game is built on one twist mm-hmm. that is so friggin' well architected yeah. and engineered, not through gimmick, but through exposition and storytelling, mm-hmm. that it's the reason why I fully endorse this game as number one over Star Wars Galaxies, even though Star Wars Galaxies is like a skyscraper of engineering mm-hmm. and Knights of the Old Republic is a condo. Yeah, you know? right. So it, it's, you know, they're, they're two completely different things. But that story, and, and Star Wars is about story. It's a myth, right? It absolutely is. It's a myth. It's, and this pushes the myth forward. It absolutely does. And, and it really was one of those stories that just sucked you in. So yeah. Are we not going to spoil it? Let's not spoil it, right? Uh, let's not spoil it. Let's, let's not spoil it. it. Okay. It's so good. Like we don't want to ruin that. Yeah. Like, like if you you've never played to, the game, you can. If you want to understand the story, you know, you can go read up on the literature of this out there. Wikipedia, Wikipedia for that matter, as well. Um, you can get the story beats. But that it's it's a great twist. It's a great story. And this was a great episode. Number one was Knights of the Old Republic, and this was the latest episode six of. Rule of Two here on Jedi Council, the Podcast One feed. Mark Fernandez, thank you so much for doing some of this research, for coming up with some of this list, and us talking, having a great weekend, chatting back and forth. Yeah, yeah, about it was a lot of fun. I hope the, you know, look, like I hope the listeners enjoy it. Yes, uh, give us your comments on how um, on how our list tur- turned out. Let's have a little debate over it if Let's you don't do agree it. about certain things. Let's have some fun with it. Absolutely, you can hit up at Mark Fernandez and at Riley Around on Twitter. Tell us your list. What did we miss? What did we not put high enough? What did we put low enough? We want to yeah. hear from you. And what are some of your honorable mentions as well? Do we miss any there? I know we did. There's plenty of Star Wars games out there to talk about. But this has been a fantastic episode six. 
Remember to subscribe and rate and leave a comment for the Jedi Council podcast feed here on iTunes and here at Podcast One. And you can check out this episode in particular is up on the Collider Video podcast channel. In particular, we wanted to show you some B-roll. We wanted to show you some graphics. We wanted to show you why we love some of these video games. Um, This is a special episode, but you can check out all Rule of Two episodes on the Jedi Council Podcast One feed. So we're going to drop a new episode next Wednesday in its regularly scheduled time on the iTunes feed. Mark Fernandez, any last words before we call Look, it a day? I mean, let's let's maybe think about talking some Old Republic storyline. I would love yeah. some Old Republic storyline. That might be actually a good call to arms here. What are some topics you might want to hear yeah. from us? Yeah, uh, and, I, and I, I do want to record some – some you playing galaxies and seeing. Ooh, let's it, do that. If I can show you around, the I, I would love that. Uh, that you count me in for that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, everybody out there listening, remember to subscribe, leave those comments, share this around with everybody, yeah. and tell us some ideas. What do you want to hear? What would you like to talk about in the future? Because we are all ears listening to and celebrating and talking Star Wars, the best thing out there. Star Wars, which we love and grew up on. What do you think, guys? We will see you next time for Mark Fernandez for Riley. Darth Rylus, Mark Sidious, Rule of Two. See you next time. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply.